0: I know you know how to apply for jobs on Indeed or LinkedIn when you find open job roles that are posted there, and you probably also know about working with recruiters and how they could reach out to you and try to recruit you for a role that's open in an organization that they work with, but did you know that in addition, there is a hidden job market It's true, very, very true. I've seen this with my own two eyes. The hidden job market is a whole slew of job openings out there. In fact, uh, HubSpot says 80% of jobs are never advertised. So these are jobs that are never posted anywhere publicly and they're filled through word of mouth or references, referrals, yes. Now that's what we're gonna talk about today, how to tap into that hidden job market. Let's jump right in. This is the What's Next Teacher Podcast with your host, Dr. Julie Warner. Here, you'll hear from former teachers who have left the classroom for thriving careers in and outside of education to help you picture yourself on the other side and land the job of your dreams. If you're feeling confused about what to do next, stuck or fearful about paying the bills what's next teacher has your back now here's your host dr julie warner does the thought of networking give you the heebie-jeebies i suspect the vast majority of us hate it it can feel icky it uh, it doesn't really make sense to a lot of us. We're like, okay, I think I know what it is, but like, how do I do it? Most people know that it means connecting with people that could help you get a job or that could help you advance in your career, but like, how exactly? So that's what we're gonna talk about today. Uh, I'm with one of, I'm, I'm one of those people, you know, that just aren't into networking in the traditional sense anyway. But um, the murmurings that you hear about this hidden job market or this secondary job market are very, very true. Many, many, many jobs are never posted online and they're filled through word of mouth. And I've seen this happen in a number of different ways. So a hiring manager might meet someone and create a job for them. They really like this person and they create a job for them and they hire them. I've also seen where someone um, is a preferred candidate and they'll post the job, but they already know they're going to hire this person who they came in contact with outside of the formal job advertisement posting and interview process, right? Um, so you know this stuff happens it's it's a it's a regular occurrence but how do you tap into it if you're intimidated if you're put off by the idea of networking it makes you feel slimy whatever it is makes you feel anxious how are you going to tap in Uh, most teachers i work with and talk to tell me that they don't feel confident talking to people outside of education or outside of the classroom. They feel a sense of imposter syndrome, like, who am I to think that I could do this dream job thing? Uh, And I get it. But here's what I'm going to tell you. Use that. You can leverage a lack of confidence. Use it to your advantage. So how do you do that when you're a teacher? or any job market hopeful, or, you know, someone looking to change careers, you need the advice, you need the guidance, you need the insider information, you need the contacts that these people that you're intimidated by can provide for you. So acknowledging the fact that you are in learning mode, that you are brand new to a particular industry that you're interested in, that you don't currently have professional contacts in that field, that all that can be used to your advantage. Number one, it gives you a reason to reach out to folks you'd like to network with. So when you're cold emailing people, you have something that you can say, right? You've got a reason. And then number two, people naturally like to help each other so by reaching out and acknowledging that you're new (laughs) that you are a career transitioner that activates that helping impulse in other people they start to see you as i want to take you under my wing that type of thing okay so what does this look like in practice we're going to talk about exactly what the steps are so you'll understand how to do this Let's imagine that I want to change careers and become a UX designer, but I'm not really totally sure what the job entails. I don't know how to break into the field. I'm drawn to it. I, I know something about it. I want to explore more. I'm really interested in a potential career in UX design. So, what you will do is you would go to LinkedIn, search UX designer, and of course thousands of profiles are going to come up. You can then reach out to a handful of those folks and cold email them. Typically, I'll just scroll through and look for somebody that looks benevolent, somebody that looks nice. And if you're thinking uh, that you're a little anxious, you're feeling sheepish about like cold emailing a random person, You could even search LinkedIn for UX designer and then Southern Mississippi State University or wherever you went to college. And then you'll find UX designers that went to the same school you went to or whatever it might be. So then you have something in common and it can help you to make the introduction. So, you know, you could also ask, uh for referrals from your your own network people that you know does anybody know a ux designer i'm looking to talk to one that can help you to get that connection made as well and then you're going to send these folks that you've selected an introductory email now if you're going to talk to three people i usually try to give myself a goal right so let's say i want to talk to three people so i'll email 10 people because a lot of them are just going to ignore you and that's okay. Like, it doesn't say anything about you. It doesn't diminish you in any way. These people are busy. Uh, I've definitely ignored uh, some folks reaching out to me before, and it wasn't because I didn't think they had value. It's just that I was inundated at the moment and didn't have time. So um, don't, don't get discouraged, but, you know, reach out to a a broad swath of folks, let's say 10 folks, and send an introductory email, but you need to tailor the email. It can be really short and sweet, so the tailoring doesn't have to take a long time. Say something like, hey, I'm a teacher looking to transition into a career in UX design. I came across your profile and your work doing X, Y, and Z caught my eye. If, you've, if you'd have 15 minutes or so for a virtual coffee. I'd love to hear about how you got started in this career and some of the work you've done. So, you know, scroll through their profile and find something that you can, you know, say caught your eye, something that was interesting to you. Maybe it was like a place they worked or a project they worked on or like the subject matter of the project is cool or, you know, the format, whatever it is. But do tailor it to the person so that they know that you're not just randomly sending out a form email and that you are personally reaching out to talk to them personally. So, I got one of these today. I'll just give you an example of a real one. So somebody reached out to me and they're a member of a professional organization that I'm a member of and so they just wrote and the subject line professional organization's name. I'm not going to name it here but They put the name and then they put connect. Hi, Julie. My name is blank. I found your contact on the professional organization directory and I wanted to connect. I'm a new member trying to get to know other members. So you see she gives me kind of a reason to there so that it breaks the ice and, you know, how she got my information. I saw that you work for xyz organization and i'm really interested in the scope of your organization i currently work for a small company on a xyz team i'm just going to kind of keep this broad but i have strong interests in the areas that you work in and she names a few of those i would value an opportunity to hear more about your organization if you have availability Would you have a free moment in the next few weeks where we could set up a call to chat? Looking forward to hearing from you soon. Best. And then she writes her name and her current credentials, um, what her current company's name is and the address and her cell phone. Uh, So then I just wrote back, yeah, sure, I'm down to talk. And I gave her a couple times and she sent me back a Zoom link and we're going to connect in the next couple of days. So it's as simple as that. All right, so hopefully you're seeing that this is not a huge deal. This is something that you can do. You can easily reach out. It's not super intimidating. It doesn't take a whole lot of time and a whole lot of preparation to do. Uh, but once you get into that coffee chat, what do you do, right? Right? What exactly do you talk about? This can be the part that feels overwhelming. It's simple, it just takes a little bit of preparation. So here's a smattering of questions that you might wanna ask. These are things that I have asked people in these types of networking situations. First of all, you wanna research the organization or the company research the person, get a sense of who they are and what they've done. You know, it doesn't have to be like you're creepy, but you need enough background that you don't seem as though you've chosen this person at random, but that you're interested in their career path or their career accomplishments. And um, you'll want to come up with some thoughtful questions and yes you want to dress to impress even though you're probably going to be doing this over uh, the computer so wear something nice i mean it doesn't have to be a suit but you know at least look like you tried and don't ask for a job (laughs) just keep that in mind you're not there to grovel or ask for favors You're just asking for advice. You're asking for information. You're asking for them to share their story. So here's some of the concrete types of questions that I've asked. So I'll say like, how did you get started in this career? What was your career path like? Uh, What's a typical day like in the role? Um, Are there certain qualities you think that someone needs to do this kind of work? It's a really good one do you have advice for somebody trying to break into the field and then the money question is there anybody else that you would think would be good for me to talk to and just get a referral right there there you go you start building your network one by one snowball effect because then you can ask the referral to refer you and so on and so forth But uh, the most important thing, even more important than the questions that you ask is that you are an active listener. And that means that you're asking follow-up questions about the things that they're talking about. So be engaged. Have you ever heard the saying to be interesting, be interested? This is another thing that you've got to remember if you're worried about networking, if you are Feeling intimidated or anxious or awkward about it, people are typically not going to remember the questions that you asked or the things that you said. They're going to remember how you made them feel. And if you're making them feel like they're sharing something valuable with you and they're an expert and they're a VIP, that's what they're going to remember. So try to keep that in mind. And You are gonna learn, I wanna say this too, you're gonna learn through just listening to this person or these people that you reach out to, some of the key terminology in that field that you can follow up on and start to get a sense of, you know, what the role is actually like, just through hearing about it from the horse's mouth, so to speak. So, you know, listen to the ways that they talk about the job, listen to the kind of terms that they use. That stuff is the kind of talk that you're going to want to be able to engage yourself when you get into an interview situation. So it's really great, not only for the information that you get, um, it's really valuable in like immersing you in the discourse of a a new, an area that's new to you. So do I have you convinced yet that this is something you need to take Pardon. If you look at the numbers, 85% of jobs, according to HubSpot, are filled through networking. You know, more and more people today are finding and landing new opportunities through this hidden job market. And, you know, vacancies just aren't publicly listed a lot of the time or advertised or advertised with recruiters. And instead, they're filled through internal candidates or personal referrals. You want to be one of those people that comes pre-vetted. It is a huge risk if you think about it to bring somebody on board that you don't know other than through a resume or other job documents and a series of interviews or even just you know one or two interviews. So it makes sense that hiring managers are going to want personal referrals. You want to get in on that action. And one other thing I want you to think about most of my audience because most teachers are women most of my audience is comprised of women and so i want to point out to you that men are already doing this they're already doing this men are doing this every day and it's completely acceptable and they're getting huge benefits from it and it's fundamentally harder for women to build the kind of powerful networks that men have Because we don't get the kind of day to day support at work and the access to the more powerful people in an organization. We don't get the same access as as men do. And so we're less likely to have somebody that's going to take us under their wing or coach us on company politics, give us some insight into how things work to help us navigate the landscape. We have fewer people. Fewer opportunities where we're recommended for different opportunities or stretch assignments. We have fewer opportunities to have powerful people advocate for us, whether it's getting a promotion or uh, to re- recommend us for a particular opportunity, whatever the case may be. So we really need to be doing this. We really need to be playing catch up and advocating for ourselves where. We're living in a patriarchal society and we have fewer external advocates in general and it sucks that that's the case but it is the case and we don't want to reinforce what already sucks about our society right and this lack of interaction with senior leadership or people in powerful positions that can help you in your career is even more pronounced if You are a member of an underrepresented group. And so it's even more essential for you if you are a member of an underrepresented group that you are doing this, being really, really proactive about building your network and also using your network. And it's just a conversation, right? It's really just having conversations with people. And I hope that this has given you some kind of reason to get in touch and start a conversation, start these conversations and, and really break into this hidden job market. Just a couple of closing thoughts. Yes, you should follow up with a thank you. This person has spent some of their precious time with you. They are sharing some of their insider information or they're sharing their contacts with you, you definitely want to follow up with a thank you. And that's also going to give them an opportunity to follow up via email with you with any kind of information that's occurred to them since you spoke. And then keep in touch. So this is pretty extra, but I have a friend who keeps a spreadsheet of everybody that she interfaces with And she periodically emails people that she hasn't bumped into or talked to recently just to touch base and keep her contacts quote unquote warm. Like I said, it's, you know, she does the most, but also it's pretty, pretty brilliant. And, um, she's super successful. And I think this is one of the reasons why she knows everybody and everybody knows her and she, is super friendly and definitely in touch. And, and she's got her ear to the ground as a result of that. She gets the first word when there's a job opening somewhere or when somebody's leaving an organization. She's plugged in. So I hope this gives you a sense that this is doable for you. Networking doesn't have to mean that you're walking into a room full of people that you don't know and you're feeling intimidated and like you're sticking out like a sore thumb and you want to run for the door. No, you can do this in a way that's going to be fruitful for you without the pain and suffering. And if you want to do this in person, you can do that too. You can look for people that are in jobs in your area if you think that you do better face to face or if that would be a better um, way forward for you given your goals maybe you want to get a job locally and you're not looking for a remote job or whatever the case may be so you know think about doing this locally as well and you can use linkedin to search for people in your area with that signing off and happy networking to go along with this episode, I created the What's Next Teacher Networking Guide. To get your copy of the guide, go to whatsnextteacher.com backslash guide. This guide has lots of tips and tricks inside, as well as some scripts to help you get started. Again, that's whatsnextteacher.com backslash guide. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from Julie, check out whatsnextteacher.com or follow up on social media at What's Next Teacher across all platforms. Thanks again and see you next time.